It feels like we've been hearing about a Dublin metro forever. Dubliners have long yearned for an underground transport link to the airport, but many others are worried about the disruption that such a huge project would cause, or they disagree with the route. This week, Umbor Planala is holding oral hearings on the project, and Irish Times Dublin editor Olivia Kelly is there to watch. What's happening this week is the planning hearing into the Metrolink, so all aspects of what would be involved in the construction of this line. That will happen over at least six weeks. It'll probably take longer than that, though. Then the board will go away, assess everything it's been told over that time, and it'll come back with a, a decision. After that, the transport agency will seek tenders, construction tenders, and that'll let them know how much the thing is going to really cost to build, then they will go to the government and ask the government, can we go ahead with this? Projected date of? Well, if they started construction in 2025, maybe 2026, well, then they could be finished by, could be, I'm emphasising, could be finished by 2035. This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Sarah Chapalak. Today, is Dublin's metro only one more decade away? Olivia, this morning, Monday morning, a new onboard Planala hearing on plans for Dublin's Metrolink underground has begun. Now, it's been 15 years since the last such hearing. So why has it taken so long to restart this conversation and what will they be discussing today? Okay, so if we think back to what happened 15 years ago, they opened a hearing into a a metro line. It's Mm -hmm. not specifically the exact same as Metrolink, but pretty similar. And that was going from Swords, just north of Dublin Airport, serving the airport and coming on to St. Stephen's Green. Metro North provides the spine of an integrated public transport network for Dublin. That did get planning permission. It got planning permission at a terrible time. It got planning permission in uh, 2010. And the the very next year, the government just went, look, this thing is going to cost a hell of a lot of money. We no longer have that sort Mm -hmm. of money at at our disposal. So that was shelved. It wasn't shelved for terribly long. It was shelved until 2015, revived then. And then there was a notion that in, I don't know, we just lost the run of ourselves really and thought suddenly we had loads of money. And so in 2018, it was decided this would be a line that didn't just go from the north side of the city to the city centre. It would go all the way out to Sandyford, essentially. And that would involve an upgrade of the existing Lewis Green Line. So that's what they thought they would do in 2018. Mm -hmm. The very next year, in 2019, they decided that that would cause too much disruption of the Green Line. It, It would disrupt it for several years. They decided that that just wasn't tenable. Now, they would have known that back when they were choosing that, but it became say, a a more a political imperative around that time. Mm. And they decided, well, we won't do that. We'll scale it back again and we'll go just a little bit beyond St. Stephen's Green, the original terminus of the Metro North. Metrolink is the proposed high capacity, high frequency, fully automated railway line running from North of Swords in Fingal to Charlemont in Dublin Southside. We'll go to Charlemont, which is just north of, of Ranla. There's a Lewis stop there mm. already, and that's as far as they're going to, to tunnel now. Now, so that sort of gives you an impression of why this would have taken so long. You can see the, the various revisions and decisions and cancellations. And then we had the pandemic, of course, in the way. So that 
would be the reason why uh, Transport Infrastructure Ireland, which is the state bo- transport body now looking after this, they just lodged their application in September 2022 to Onboard Planola. And we all know Onboard Planola has had its own problems. So the Onboard Planola is just now opening a planning hearing, which will determine whether or not the, this route gets permission. A quick search, Olivia, of the Doyle records shows that Charlie Hockey called for a Dublin metro back in 1985. That's nearly 40 years ago. Yeah. People might be forgiven for thinking this day would never come. How lightly do you think is it that it will really happen this time? It, it will happen, I would think. You know, if, well... You know, I suppose anyone saying that should touch wood, really, Mm. because we saw what happened last time. You would have thought last time when something got planning permission that that meant it would go ahead. So planning permission isn't really the green light after planning permission is issued. Well, then whoever is the state transport body at the time, it's going to be Transport Infrastructure Ireland, as I was telling you, they have to then make another business case to the government for this to go ahead and they have to go out to tender for construction bids so they know exactly or pretty much exactly how much it's going to cost. So at the moment they're saying, oh, we're hoping about nine and a half billion. But we all know what construction tenders are like. It may not end up like that. Now, the only thing is they may be in a period where construction tenders have been exceptionally high in the last couple of years. They may be entering into a period where it's slightly lower. They may get lucky everyone knows that that's not usually how things work out, but they may get lucky. So then they go back to the government and the government of the day, which won't be the current government, because this is very likely to happen after the next general election. If they say yes, well, then, you know, it should start construction. I'd be fairly confident, while it's a very expensive project, I think most people see the necessity for Mm. it. I think... I think it's seen as an important project, not just for Dublin or not just for North Dublin, but for the state, specifically because of the airport. We've discussed that it would begin just north of Dublin Airport in Swords and that it would end in Charlemont under the current plans. But can you remind us where else will it go along that line? Okay, so as I was saying, the airport is probably one of the big focal points for this. So it'll go from the airport, it'll go in along a route to Ballymun then towards Glasnevin through Fibsborough to the Matter Hospital. Mm-hmm. So this is all underground at this stage. Okay. And then from the Matter Hospital, you're talking down towards O'Connell Street. Mm. O'Connell Street, it sort of starts to, to veer over left to serve Tara Street Station. And from there, it goes under Trinity and to St. Stephen's Green. And then from there, it eventually makes its way out to Charlemont. The Metrolink stations at surface level have been designed as elegant, low-lying structures, which are sensitive to their local environments whilst giving Metrolink a strong presence and identity. You wrote an article for us in the Irish Times at the weekend talking about the 10 main spots in Dublin where Metrolink is expected to cause the most disruption. Mm. Now, some is just disruption, other other spots is actual demolition. Yeah. Can you give us a flavour of some of the places that will be affected? I think one of the ones that's going to probably be a lengthy discussion at this planning hearing will be St. Stephen's Green. Now, that is disruption, sort of, uh, more than demolition, but it does involve cutting down an awful lot of trees, 64 trees, and then damage possibly to other trees, which may mean they have to come down. Mm -hmm. There'll be moving of monuments in the park, and there'll be a change afterwards to 
the eastern end of St. Stephen's Green. It won't look like it currently does now. The railings will be taken down. There'll be a station entrance there, but the station itself will be underground. If you're familiar with the Tube in London, it'll be that sort of thing. You know, you'll go down to the station, but there will be a prominent enough station entrance there. So the Office of Public Works... It's an odd sort of position because obviously that's another state agency and they will be doing battle, very robust battle, I would say, with TII, Transport Infrastructure Ireland, over this particular aspect of it. And another thing that I would say is one of the most difficult aspects of this, it's the the demolition of people's homes. So there's a block on Townsend Street. It's the Tarth Street station that's involved in it. So it's the it's a block of apartments, 70 apartments, college gate apartments. I mean, we can see it right here from where we're recording. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's right beside the Irish Times. Curiously, it's due for demolition. So is an office block, the other side of the Irish Times building. And we're going to be like this little, I don't know why we... We've been, Island. we've been preserved from it, but yes, we've been this little oasis in the middle of it all. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to be much of an oasis because I think it's just going to be, you know, a, a, well, it'll be a big building site. So yes, the apartment block College Gate, then there are some city council social houses, a little terrace of, of eight homes there pretty much beside it. And that'll go as well. Now, those people, just because I hate the notion that we'd be frightening people, those people, they will be relocated from the council. And the council has already been in contact with those people. But at the same time, they're there since the early 90s. People are very well established there. Mm. You'd you'd hope that they would be, if they have to be relocated, it'll be somewhere nearby. Even if you're getting an equivalence or even a nicer place, people, you know, don't really want to leave their homes. For the college gate people, it'll be slightly different in that there'll be a financial contribution, there'll be a financial compensation for them, you know, because they're going to have to go and buy somewhere else to live. They're not going to be relocated by the city council. The, you know, their their apartment will be gone and they'll have to find somewhere else. Can I also ask about Hedigan's Brian Baru pub in oh, Glasnevin? Yeah. That's another one that's facing demolition. Mm, yeah, so that is a 200-year-old pub. It's on a very prominent site. If people know it, if they're coming out from town, coming from Fibsborough, if they're heading towards, say, Glasnevin Cemetery or the Botanic Gardens or something mm. else like that, that'll be their route. It's mentioned in Ulysses, but I think every pub in Dublin is practically <laughs> mentioned in Ulysses, but it does have that as part of a a concern. Interestingly, before the owners actually had looked to redevelop the pub to build apartments and a new pub, and they were refused by Mm. Amor Planola. And one of the reasons was the heritage and literary value of their building. Okay. So you wonder how that'll play with Bor Planola now, you know. From the, the applicant from TII's point of view, it's a you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. They say that is essential land for the Glasnevin station. Mm. And they, they, they say they can't do it without it. There's no going under it. They need that that bit of land and they, they want to acquire that site. Bulldoze the pub completely okay. and have that as their, their station entrance. What about Charlemont, which is right by Dartmouth Square? Now, this is where the line is expected to end. It's a very affluent area, a very beautiful part of the city, but the residents have been quite vocal in their opposition to the construction plans and how it will affect their local area. And in fact, the largest number of submissions for TII has come from this area. Mm. What can you tell us about what they're saying and what the plans 
actually entail and how they'll affect them? Yeah, well, the largest number of submissions relate to this, not only because of the residents there, and they have put in a substantial number of submissions, but also a lot of people who don't want the line going as far as Charlemont. What they want is for it to terminate at St. Stephen's Green. And they say that gives more options for a future southern part of a metro that may not go to Charlemont and along the Green Line alignment. It could go to Raffarnham or Terenure, or maybe it could go out to UCD. And they think that you're sort of setting something in stone by going as far as Charlemont. TII says not at all. That doesn't mean that we can't go here, there and everywhere. But they think it's the, the best option to bring it as far as Charlemont for future spurs of the line, the residents then in, in Charlemont. So they have their issues as well. There is Dartmouth Square there and, and the houses surrounding that and Dartmouth Road. They have a few different issues. Everyone would have a collective issue in that their houses are, are old historic houses and they're worried about tunnelling underneath it. Now, TII says we'll go to such a depth that it's not going to affect you, but everyone's going to be concerned about that. Now, there is a, for everywhere along the line, anyone who's going to have the, the line running underneath them or a station near them, if they're within 30 metres of that, they're entitled to apply for a compensation scheme okay. if there's any damage to their houses. But again, nobody wants to, to go through that. And that construction period could be very lengthy. We could be talking five or six years, mm. you know, at, at any particular spot. And that, because it involves a what's known as a turn back, and, and it's probably quite obvious what that is. So the, the metro is going to be going out as far as Parliament and then it has to come back into town. So that is a, an extensive construction programme and that will involve, you know, really qu quite extensive amount of construction. So there will be disruption. It probably won't be the most pleasant place in the world to live for quite a few years. And at the moment, it's a very pleasant place hmm. to live. So you, you can understand why people aren't going to want that. Much of the 19-kilometre route is underground and utilises a fully automated train service. Both are exciting firsts for Irish public transport. With journey times in the city centre of 20 minutes to the airport and 25 minutes to Swords. Olivia, it's projected to cost 9.6 billion euro, which sounds like a lot of money. So why is it so expensive? Well, anything we build here is outrageously expensive. And as I was saying, the, the estimates and what we end up with in reality, as mm. we'll know from all sorts of projects like the Children's Hospital, these things, you know, do tend to spiral out of control. It's far more expensive than Metro North was estimated as that was going to be three and a half billion. You know, we're in a different time now. And as I was saying about construction prices, we've had horrendous inflation for the past few years. Maybe we won't have more inflation, but you can't guarantee that. You know, it, it could be several billion more than they're, they're currently projecting, mm -hmm. you know, for, for the state, you'd hope not. But I think even even at that amount of money, and it's a colossal amount of money, I do think it will justify itself, you know, the, the difference it will make to the state's tram transport system, not just Dublin, but what it will mean for transport, particularly coming in from the airport. You could call it a necessary evil that we have to spend more than, you know, nine and a half billion on that. And Minister for Transport Eamon Ryan said earlier this month that he believes this long-awaited project will be granted planning permission this year. Do you believe that's possible? And if it's granted, the big question is how long would it take to build? Yeah, it, it could be granted by the end of this year. I think 
given how we've seen borplanola's workload and how borplanola has functioned in recent years, I think it's more likely that it'll move into the start of next year. And then, as I was saying, you can't just start building then. They have to make another business case. TII has to make a final business case to the government to start work. You're talking, I'd say, a 10-year construction programme. I don't think we're going to see it before 2035. Michael McDool wrote in this paper last December that extending an above-ground Lewis-type service would actually be quicker and cheaper as a service for swords in the airport rather than building an underground line. Is this a viable alternative, Olivia? And are there any other cheaper, quicker turnaround options? TAI says not because it's it just doesn't deliver the capacity that an underground line can mm. you know that you can put more longer carriages you can have quicker times when things are are going underground than you can if it's competing with the the rest of the world mm. essentially so no it, and I think that's been looked at and assessed many times over the years and the consensus seems to be from the state transport bodies anyway is that it, an underground is needed Dublin is one of the only major cities in Europe without an underground system. So how transformative would this system be for the city and its residents and the country? Yeah, I think it it really would make a big difference. I think people are probably surprised uh, in two in two directions. Irish people, when they'll go to European cities, not even capitals, most secondary European yeah. cities will have some sort of line like this in from their main airport into their city centre. And some of them will even have a few from different airports in the yeah. city centre and that we have none mm. and that we've been talking about it for so long. And I always wonder, do people, because there's been talk about it for so long, do they come here and expect there to be a metro <laughs> and they don't have that facility coming in from, from Dublin Airport? So, yeah, I think, I think it will make a, a very big difference to the airport. Olivia Kelly, thanks so much for your time today. That's all for today. To read more about the Dublin Metro Link and from our Dublin editor, Olivia Kelly, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Sarah Chapalik. Today's episode was produced by Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.